One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Which, please, stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself, and for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh**, wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh**? I can't say sh**, this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. Witches, welcome to your favorite witchy podcast. This is Basic Witches. I'm Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And we have the green queen herself, Laganja Estranja, in the coven today. This woman puts the queen in drag queen. And if you don't already love her, you're gonna love her. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Total witch, total badass, triple threat, actually more than triple. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is a lovely episode. We know you'll love it. We love feeling the love from you. So if you could, please go give us a five star iTunes review. It really helps us out. And while you're on your fucking phone, find us on Instagram <laughs> at Basic Witches where you can find the link to the Patreon so that you can watch this episode ad-free. That's right. If you're a part of the Patreon, you get to see the video of this episode. So you will see Laganja's adorable doggy and just her looking fierce. Um, so you definitely want to get in there. Don't don't be a stranger. Come on, connect with us in the coven. And love this episode with Laganja Stranja. Actually, the voice got better. Doesn't it sound a little better? No, it's the same. You're probably just used to it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Laganja, thank you so much for being here in the coven with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, witch. Is it okay if I already call you a witch? Of course it is. (laughs) I I mean, I'm being called a bitch, so witch is even better. (laughs) That's one letter different. We much prefer which. <laughs> yeah, a um, W for women, okay? No B for boys, period. Yes. yes, we have invited boys into the coven, but we love having the ladies here. <laughs> yes, well, it is great to be here. I'm so excited to, yeah, just have fun with you, get to know you guys. I think I'm going to get a tarot card reading, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I love already have that. I already, that doesn't come until the end, but I already had a deck calling to you, so that's going to be included. Um, I love free therapy, so let's do it. <laughs> that's exactly what this is. <laughs> we say that all the time. Um, shall yeah. we smoke? Are we all smoking today? Yes, honey. I'm not, but I'm cheering you on. Oh, okay. What is this bubbler? It's amazing. So this is my electric rig. Um, oh, I just turned it off. One, two, three, four, five. Just turn it on. Two to heat it up. Uh, this is by Candy Pens, which is an incredible company that I've actually been working with all year long. 
Um, they have been incredibly supportive to not only me, but to the LGBTQIA plus community. So I'm just so grateful that every day I get to smoke out of something that not only I love and use, but can feel good about the company too, you know? Oh, yes. yeah. Cheers, witches. Cheers, Cheers. Witch. Yes. And everyone listening, feel free to light it up. Get lit, witches. Laganja, do you identify as a witch? Are you, where are you in your spiritual world? Um, I don't know that I've ever used the term witch to describe myself. Um, I would say that I'm definitely very spiritual and I believe in, you know, karma and the universe and energy and what you put out is what you get. So I guess that makes me of the witch vein, but I've never used that term to really describe myself per se. Mm. Well, you're such an artist. Oh yeah. Yes, how artist you, is like... definitely how I identify for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> art is not only what I do for my job, but it's it's my passion. It's my it's my you know medium, in which I speak totally. The and do you feel like your art is your spiritual? Like there's a connection there. Hmm. Um. Yes and no. You know, I think um, in recent times I've. Uh, definitely realized how my art was connecting to who I am spiritually as a trans individual. But I would say overall, you know, the character of Laganja is much more about creating, you know, shows, stunts and shenanigans. So it's not necessarily directly tied to my spirituality. However, I think Laganja makes people feel really good. And mm. that is very spiritual. So I do think they are intertwined for sure. Totally. Mm. Making people feel good is like transmuting energy, which is witchcraft and spirituality, alchemizing that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like for me growing up with two parents who were high school counselors for 30 plus years, I was very aware of my emotions and mm -hmm. how they not only affected me, but those around me. And I think the older I've gotten, the more I realize that I'm much more like my parents and the fact that I'm not a counselor, but I definitely try to, you know, use my art to make people feel better, to make people look deeper within themselves and to kind of open their eyes to who they really are. And I think mm. that is what good therapy is. Yes. Yeah. And what does magic mean to you? Because I hear a lot of magic in what you're saying, but I'm curious how you feel or see magic. Um, well, I think magic is something that is around us every single day. I think the fact that I am living my trans truth is magic. I think, um, you know, the fact that I get up every day and put on high heels and jump off six foot platforms, you know, that is magic. Um, I think magic is what you make. Um, I think a lot of times we have this idea that magic is something that's not touchable or that comes along in a miracle where I feel very differently. I think magic is something that you brew and I feel like magic is a power that you have to tap into. So for me, magic is, is everything. I think the fact that, you know, the sun comes up every day is magic. I really do. The fact that we get to better ourselves after a 24 hour cycle is just incredible to me. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I hold hands with magic every day. Ooh, that's something so to beautiful. aspire to. Mm -hmm. I well, love and, that. It doesn't mean I'm making myself rich or anything, you know? It's not <laughs> like, like I said, it's not magic in the movies to me. I think magic, like I said, is something much more tangible and real if you allow it to be. And, and mm -hmm. just loving yourself is very magical. Mm, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And what you said about allowing, if you allow it to, mm -hmm. so much of our stopping ourselves is like not giving ourselves permission. And I think it does come from not really loving ourselves, right? Yeah, I mean, believing is step one, right? But then allowing it to actually work and to happen is the next step. And then yeah. the third step is like, what? Like real witch power, right? Where you actually own it? Like, I'm not there yet. Magic is just something that I vibe and, and ebb and flow with. I don't have like that okay, today we're going to find a, a, a parking spot and then I get it magic. Like, you know, I'm not, yes. I haven't honed in on the magic and made it, you know, a vehicle for driving forward. But I definitely think that that is probably hopefully where I'm going, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Literally driving forward. Definitely something that I've worked on for a long time. 
But I think there's you have to go further than that. You can't mm. just want something and manifest. You actually have to work, okay? Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I'm in my work phase, and then eventually I'll be in the owning phase, I think. Yeah. You better work, witch. <laughs> <laughs> also, obviously, hashtag free Britney. Um, right. Hello. Yeah. We oh my God. We haven't like officially talked about that on the show. I think Should. it's very clear that like we support Britney. Um, but are you, are you following that case? I mean, it's like everywhere, obviously. Of course, Britney Spears is one of my number one, you know, icons of the world. I've seen every single concert she's ever done. Um, yes. And I've, you know, followed this journey of hers um, or nightmare, I should say, for yeah. quite some time now. Um, I'm really good friends with Tess, who has this great podcast called Brit's Graham, where they've been dissecting her Instagram. And through that process, they discovered that something was wrong and yada, yada, yada. So I've been aware of this for a long time. So I'm just so grateful that the message is out to the masses because, Same. I mean, let's talk about a witch. Britney Spears is a witch, honey. She's so yes. powerful. And like, I mean, exactly. Yes. Look at what she's been able to do for so many individuals, yes. you know, males, males, queers, non-binary. I mean, she has touched so many lives with her talent and with her powers. And so to know that those have also been stifled for so many years, mm -hmm. it's like, I just can't wait to see what she does when she's finally out of this conservatorship, whether that's making music or becoming a mom, I don't care yeah. what it is. I just know that the next phase of her life is truly going to be, like I said, kind of that owning phase, right? She's yes. finally owned her powers and I can't wait to see her take them back because yeah. she deserves to move to Malibu and never work if that's what she wants to. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just to see her be free, to see a witch that is being suppressed and oppressed get her power back as cheesy as that fucking sounds but like mm -hmm. literally the empowerment of being free yeah and <laughs> from the oppressor voice, speaking out about all this pain over the past years that she's been going through and there's been so many signs you know literally <sighs> when you look at all her old songs it's like she was telling us she said i was late like, for you i mean yes. it's a yes it's a yes Yes. And like, she is the, so the embodiment of the divine feminine, which is the witch archetype, like um, voice and sex, yes. always this power of voice and sex. And what did she get like noticed for from such a young age, sexual prowess, like undeniable mm -hmm. sexual power. But instead of letting her own that and use her voice singing and combine those two, it got yep. like, Exploited. Someone else tried to own it. Yes. Man. Taken advantage of it. Yeah. Try. And they her did. own father. Right. It, so. Right. Talk about fucking betrayal. Yeah, yeah. She was the first concert I ever saw. And it is the <gasps> best one? present I ever got. Um, oh my gosh, the one with the beads. Is that oops? I did it again. I remember yes, the but, tour shirt. Okay, <laughs> but what happened in the tour? Um, Destiny Child. Destiny's Child opened for her. Oh, I think it was well, I was like I was maybe 10. I was like, it was my first ever concert. Was that like a dream, was a dream tour? I don't think so. I think it was, oops, I did it again. I don't did think she... that's the tour name. Okay, then I don't know. I'm a super <laughs> so baker. I'm a so super young. baker. And I'm like, I don't think that's a tour <laughs> name, babe. Um, but no, A Dream Within a Dream was her first tour. And it was, I think, not my first concert, but definitely my first memory of seeing a pop star. And I'll never forget like the, uh, the encore, it like rained a 3D hologram of her. And then she came down from the ceiling like in a raincoat and got soaked and uh, mm. it was magic. It was totally oh. magic. Yeah, yes, iconic. Performing arts is magic. I mean, and and you're doing all of that, Laganja. Like you're, you're also a pop star. Well, yeah. Music is such <laughs> pump up music. Like let's just talk about the magic of music. Yes. Well, I think the magic, like you said, is, is art. I think all art, no matter what it is, whatever medium it is, it, it's, it's definitely very, very powerful. Um, for me, music has always been something that's inspired me. I came from a musical theater background. So when I was growing up, you know, I was taught the importance of being a triple threat, acting, singing, and dancing, mm -hmm. which nowadays I'm so grateful that that is my um, background because it really forced me to be multifaceted and to yeah. be, you know, successful at many different things, even at such a young age. So when I, you know, became Laganja and had the opportunity to meet music producers and create music, 
um, I went for it. You know, I really kind of stopped singing when I got to high school. I still did musicals throughout high school, but vocal strength was not necessarily my uh, biggest forte that I succeeded in. Dance was definitely my main passion, but I knew when I, you know, became Laganja and had the opportunity to, I mean, Missy Elliott is my biggest hero in life. It's mm-hmm. who inspires me every single day. And, you know, I wanted to be the Missy Elliott of drag. So yeah, I've been making music since season six. I was one of the first girls from the RuPaul's Drag Race when the show came out to have a website, a merch line, a, a single, a video. Now, you know, now that's, that's what everyone does. Um, but mm-hmm. back then, you know, it was kind of cutting edge if I do say so myself. Yes. And so uh, it's been a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Music is very expensive, not only to produce, but then to, you know, create the visuals. I mean, just to kind of throw it out there, my, one of my very first visuals, look at me, cost $15,000. Now, that is so much money to me. I know people think because I'm on TV that I'm just some rich person, but I'm actually just a struggling artist. Um, mm. I do get guacamole on my Chipotle, so I'm very blessed. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I had made that money from one campaign. It was the most money had ever been paid. And very like Lady Gaga, I was like, I'm just going to turn it around and spin it on my art. And, you know, that video doesn't even have a million views. So it was a very big loss to my spiritual energy when that happened. Mm -hmm. And so it's taken quite some time for me to, you know, continue in that area of my life. Because even though it is the one if not the one, the second one that I'm most passionate about. Um, But, you know, I believe all good things come in time. And so that's exactly what I'm doing. You know, I'm about to drop a new single and it's actually going to complete my first EP, which is called Daily Basis. So we were actually talking yesterday, my best friend and I, about the music video and what we're going to do. And I'm hopeful that we will film it in August. I finally got enough um, saved money wise that I can make the music video. Uh, as of recent, I've just been keeping all music videos to three to $5,000, which still is a lot of money but obviously is not 15k so um we're gonna try to do a one shot which is like the craziest thing that anyone could ever try we're always like let's do something easy and then we always do the hard <laughs> like literally like my last music video we were like we're gonna make little dioramas and we'll green screen you onto the dioramas girl it was a whole thing like it was Dang. a whole thing but it worked out hype man the music video definitely check it out it's amazing um but yeah, so this one, we want to do a one shot, which basically means we have to rehearse for forever and then pray to God we don't get shut down because we're going to do a gorilla style in the street. Ooh. So we'll see what happens. Yes, girl. Hopefully it all works out. Stay tuned, but definitely daily basis, new EP dropping very soon. Amazing. That's so awesome. I just so appreciate that you said dollar amounts. Yeah, mm. I think people don't. Thank you. And- yeah. I don't understand why we don't um, because I just think, yeah, people should understand like what it takes to make these pieces of art and yeah. how, you know, like Lady Gaga, there is this a feeling of it's so much money, but it's so worth it because I know in the end it's going to create something bigger and better. And so the struggling that I'm experiencing now is not only a making me a stronger witch and bitch, but it's also... <laughs> you know, a crucial building block to becoming the individual and strong, you know, trans woman that I am. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. I just think we have to break this whole like wall about, you know, money and this and that. I just tell people because it's the truth. And it's like, thank you. The truth, you know, and it's like, oh my God, this is a crazy synchronicity for me right now, because I was crying earlier about uh, money fears and feeling like the imposter syndrome that so many of us artists feel when we don't get a capitalist return. You know, we don't get that usually like the nature of our industry is inconsistent income. It's, it's very fluctuating and that's hard to deal with mentally and emotionally. And part of the reason that is, is because our culture does not support art. People don't Mm. put their money where their mouth is when it comes to art nowadays. Like, and it's so like, mystical when we don't talk about it it seems glamorous like i fucking love that you were like i know i'm on tv but i'm still a struggling artist like yes and even and making me, the minute i'm not i'm all, i'm gonna be like look i did it and i have money to like i'm gonna tell people i'm not gonna be you know shy you shouldn't about be ashamed it. of it yeah, yeah yes I worked hard for it and 
you know, I, I, I dream of the infinity pool overlooking the Malibu. Yes. Yes. And I don't only dream of it. I know it will happen because I'm a hard worker and because I, you know, um, am not only striving for it, but again, I'm allowing for it. You have to believe and allow. I think those two things, they really go hand in hand. Right. And, you know, that's what I discovered this morning. I did a greatest fear inventory from uh, Dr. Carolyn Elliott, who wrote Existential Kink, a book you would love, I'm sure, Laganja. Um, it's like so sexy and dark. I love and, kink, yes. I yes, and just truth. Um, but greatest fear inventory, I fucking got into my subconscious and realized, holy shit, I'm so scared to be rich because this, 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 this. I think I'm an imposter. I think I don't deserve it. I think rich people are evil all these subconscious beliefs that are not allowing me. Right. Well, and- rich people are evil, so that's <laughs> <laughs> That's why but we some have them are. to make nicer rich people, right? I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, because when good people have money, they do good things with it. Yes. So actually, we should all have money so we can make the world a better place. Yes. I, mean, I have I'm- seen both in this industry. And yes. if there's one thing I know, if I never get that infinity pool in Malibu, I'll be okay because the mm-hmm. the yeah. trying of it is so fun and so magical in its own. And I think that's something that also I had to learn. You know, I, I would mm-hmm. always be down on myself. And like you said, block yourself from becoming rich because you're not, you know, your fears. And that was one thing I really had to kind of swallow is that I was, I was not allowing myself to be what I wanted to be. And, you know, when Corona hit, it really forced me to go out of my comfort zone because as a live entertainer, you know, we had no venues to perform at. And so I had to create magical shows in my backyard. And, you know, I'm so proud to say that it, it, it really helped me financially. It actually helped me so much to realize that traveling all over the world for not little money, but not necessarily the best money is not the way. I'm grateful I did it because I got those experiences, but now it's given me the comfortability to say, you know what? I make that amount at home doing a sponsored Instagram post. So I'm not gonna get on a plane and fly 10 hours and then jump off a six form platform and do all the things that I do when you know I'm making the money sitting right here in the comfort of my own home, my own space, my own body. And that yes. has been so powerful for me because I am very bad at saying no. I say yes to everything. I believe, you know, really, unless it's something dangerous or bad, you shouldn't say no. You're missing out on an opportunity that you might learn from. But I've also learned um, I can love people more when I have boundaries. And saying no is a positive thing when it's coming from a place of self-justification and allowing your to to be your, your best self. Yes. um, How do you decide? Do you have like a way of deciding what is yes or what is no, what you're, what you're more aligned with? Well, right now money. Yeah. I think that's absolutely a big deciding factor for me. You know, (laughs) I, I, I have been struggling for, you know, 10 years in LA. Now, when I say struggling, I'm again, mean, it's been amazing. I've loved it, but to be not living check to check, you know, I would say literally within the last six months. Now, I don't even know how long this little tiny savings I have will last, but for right now, it's the most I've ever had in my savings. And, you know, I just feel really proud of that. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm finally owning the fact that I do deserve to be successful both in life and spiritual and also financially, you know? And I think maybe as artists, sometimes we're like, I don't deserve that. Or, you know, there's Mm -hmm. only a certain amount of, you know, lucky people who become that. And I'm realizing, no, I'm rewiring the way I think. And I believe if you want to be rich, mama, you can be. You just literally have to believe, work hard and be kind and align and do all the things. So that's what that is. I'm doing all those things because, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It's like my parents, they never wanted the infinity pool. They never, Mm. I don't think they ever dreamed that big because that wasn't a possibility to them. But because of them, they allowed me to see and allowed me to believe and sent me to California for school. And then I was around all these rich kids at my school because I was on scholarship and around all these other kids that were and saw their houses and saw the way they lived and saw, no, these lives do exist. And if you want Mm -hmm. that, you can get it. But also just remember that if you do get it and you're not already aligned and happy, it's going to mean nothing. I've seen plenty of billion. Well, not plenty. Uh, one in specific billionaire, <laughs> billionaire who, you know, not very happy, but they have a lot of money. Mm, yes. And so it's like, you can drape yourself in Versace, but if you're not really happy to begin with, then that dress isn't going to do much for you. you oh, know? Yes. 
I love too how you talk about like um, taking the money from one project and putting it into another because that's so much of being an artist is literally investing in yourself and something my dad always told me growing up which is like the most important lesson you have to spend money to make money. Thank you. That's so what I was true. just going to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have to spend money to make money. It's so true. And I just really feel like I'm going to be a Lady Gaga, like until yes. the last day, I'm just going to be like, okay, put it back in the project. Just put it back <laughs> in the project, you know, mm-hmm. because I just think that's how life works. If you don't, if you don't continue to, you know, water your plant, like it's not going to grow. And, and I think that's, that's what it is. And I'm getting this visual of us all artists here and so many artists and entrepreneurs listening. That is all the sacral chakra. That is the energy of death and rebirth because we create and then our projects end. That's a death. And then we create again. And like, in what ways of your life, in your life, have you felt that death and rebirth cycle? Like, how do you experience it? I mean, like you, I mean, you just literally hit on it. It's like so true. I mean, you spend $15,000 on a project and then you put it out and it's done and you have postpartum because now you're sad because all yes. that work is like done. <laughs> and then now? the project doesn't do what you wanted it to do. So then you're sad again, there's another death. And then you have to realize I've got to do this all again. And you're like, I can't do it. So you die there again. And then you start mm-hmm. the project and the project's going okay, but something happens, so you die. I mean, it's just like, there's a lot of death, but I have learned to welcome that energy and to know that that energy is part of the cycle and if we don't allow happiness and sadness into our life you're really not going to be able to be on the pulse be on the vibration of life you've got to have both because if we were just happy all the time we wouldn't really be grateful for that and i feel like when we struggle when we have sadness when we don't have money and we're eating ramen noodle from the dollar store shout out to the 99 cent store i love 99 cent only she's one of the best things out here in la 99 cent store i love her they can't afford to sponsor us but if they could we would take it Same sis. Um, but wait, I forgot where that thought was going. Um, Ramen noodles. Yes, even Rest in those that, moments. That was, that was like a little antidote. Death and rebirth. It was like right. getting well, on the vibration. Say, like in those, I guess, in those moments where, you know, you are struggling and you are eating the ramen noodle, it helps you to appreciate so much more when you eat Chili's, which is my favorite restaurant, or, uh, you know, a nicer, I could have said a nicer restaurant, but I'm just keeping it Chili's. real. I love Chili's. So yeah, I love it. Hey, when you real. go to Chili's and spend $30, like it, you, it, you appreciate it more because you had yes. the other. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, I love just, TGI Fridays. So I, I love Are that. you? Yeah. I, I like TGI Fridays because they have, well, they don't have it anymore, but they'll make it for you. Um, a fried chicken Caesar salad. Oh, oh, haven't that, had good. that. And if I you're feeling buffalo tender. spicy, you put buffalo on the tender <gasps> in the salad. Ooh. Yes. I kind of get that yeah, next time. Thank you. <laughs> it's my favorite meal. Buffalo fried chicken Caesar salad. It's the best. It's awesome. Because it's like healthy and not. You see, yes. I'm all about nice. balance in life. The duality. Yes. yes. You're going to yes. love existential kink. It's all about duality. Okay. Okay. I have to show you guys because I finished this bottle of wine this week, but it's called La Granja. Have you seen my God? Trust me, I get tweets all the time from people. I'm like, yep, I know. One letter off. One letter. That's so funny. How did La Granja come to be? How did you come up with that name? I was high. Yeah, <laughs> so, yes. yeah, you know, um, when I was in college uh, in California, where I could legally smoke at the time under Proposition 215, which for those people out there who may are not familiar with this act, it was founded by the LGBTQIA plus community so that they could have healthier access to medicine for those who are experiencing HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. So um, now I didn't know any of this. This is all things I've learned throughout my activism. Um, but uh, of course, I like to bring that up because I feel like a super huge lineage uh, to mm-hmm. the people who came before me, um, you yes. know, specifically my trans brothers and sisters and non-binary gals and pals of color who really, you know, gave us gay rights, period, mm-hmm. let yeah. alone yeah. You know, cannabis here in California. So for me, um, when I was in uh, college and began to explore my femininity for others publicly, because of course I've always 
had a feminine energy um, mm -hmm. and explored that as a very young child, but didn't have the knowledge or the vocabulary to describe what I was feeling. Um, but anyways, that's a whole other story. So at college, I finally come out as a, you know, drag artist and began exploring that there. And, you know, I really felt like cannabis was integral to my journey, um, not only as an artist, but as a human being. I feel like as a kid, I suffered a lot from depression, anxiety. I think most children do. Mm -hmm. um, we all like to put ADHD on it or throw a name on it, but I think it's really called growing up. Um, mm -hmm. But anyways, I was on a lot of, not a lot, but several pharmaceuticals. And so when I discovered, you know, plant medicine here in California, it really changed my life and it changed the way I thought about the world because my whole, you know, childhood growing up, I was taught it was the devil's lettuce. This was the bad thing. You don't do this. And so when I realized, okay, well, this isn't a bad thing. It made me be like, well, what about this? And what about this? So when people are like, is it a gateway drug? It is. It is. I'll say it. It is. And it definitely led to other drugs, uh, which I don't do now because I don't like doing those every day. They were fun. <laughs> I'm glad I did them. But for me, cannabis is something uh, that I really do view as medicine. And I definitely you know, do use daily. So I wanted my platform as a queen to represent something bigger than myself. I come mm. from Texas. Every beauty queen should have you know, a bigger platform than themselves. And I felt like cannabis was a really strong one. You know, it, was, mm. it spoke to my heart. I got injured in college and it was actually my chiropractor who told me to go and get my medical license at the time oh. and get cannabis for dealing with my pain, which shout out to the doctors out here in California for being so uh, awake and, mm -hmm. you know, woke as the kids say to plant medicine. But um, yeah. So when I created my character, I was like, you know, I want it to be the green queen. I want to be known for cannabis. And I didn't at that time per se really know I wanted to be an activist. Um, I didn't know. I knew the word, but I didn't really feel like that's what I was doing. I just felt mm. like, you know, I was being myself and I was telling my truth and, and cannabis, you know, was a part of that journey. So I had no idea that people would one day be waiting in line for me with joints or like, I did not plan any of that. That's just a very lucky Bonus. thing that's happened. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, you know, once I was out in the public talking about cannabis, it naturally made me be an activist. And so I started doing research and then luckily my dear friend, Kristen Lovell came into my life who managed my career for five years. Who's the most intelligent woman I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she really helped me become the cannabis activist that I am today. And uh, it's really powerful. I've seen cannabis change so many people's lives, not just people who are, you know, necessarily sick or suffering from cancer or something that we think of as being really, you know, a serious uh, injury or, something they have to deal with, but I've seen it help people who just suffer from anxiety, mm -hmm. suffer from mm -hmm. not being able to eat on a regular cycle because they're a dancer and they're trained to think they got to be skinny and, yeah. you know, if they're the joint, then they can eat some food. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I've just seen it help so many different people. And that's why I continue to carry this message loud and strong because I do believe cannabis, um, could help so many people. It's not for everyone. I really do believe mm -hmm. that. But I do believe it's for 90% of people. I do. Yes. I think it's like a 90% rate of people that would help. I really do. It definitely really helped do. me. Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so much a part of this show too. We believe in the magic of marijuana. I mean, like, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And it's of so Yes. And of course she's feminine and she comes from mother earth, which like the witch is such a, uh, you know, worshiper of, we understand as witches, the power that nature holds. Totally. And Absolutely. of course she gives us what we need. Of course there's a plant that's this magical and powerful. Like it, it, it's crazy to me that it's not fully legal in the United States yet. <laughs> Well, Slowly, and it's crazy really. to me that we have all of these people of color sitting in, in jail. jail. Yeah. Yes. Or yeah. you know, especially here in California, where like, it's being literally delivered to people's doors. So and, and every single day that is still the truth. Every mm. day that could be our entire focus. Like, you know, like that's insane. Those people are sitting there right now and have been over something that, like you said, is is like deliverable now. Yeah. Over a plant, something that grew from Mother Earth, you know, that's right. what I've never understood is 
yeah, I mean, literally, if you if you look at the science of the plants and the cannabinoids and the way it works with our system, I mean, it's it's just so clear that we are supposed to, you know, have a relationship with her. Not all of us, but most of us. Right. 90% at least. <laughs> I love your estimate. No, I just, you know, I do know several people. It really does make them anxious yeah. and it isn't for them. And I, I totally get that. It's why I don't try to push it on everyone, but I do try to push it on most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. You can start with five milligrams, mama. And if you don't like it, you'll be fine. It will go away. And it's only one little hour of your life, but just try a five milligram mama and it'll make you feel good. I promise. Exactly. What is your sign, Laganja? I'm curious if you have Scorpio or Gemini. Interesting. Neither. Okay. Neither one of them. My first boyfriend was a Scorpio though. I like him. I like him spicy, but oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I am such a classic Capricorn. Oh, of course. Oh, the triple better threat. work with the, the yes. passion from the young age, the business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, the I'm hard literally work. like Capricorn through and through. I mean, it just describes me to the T. Oh I'm a Cap it. rising, so I okay. relate to you there. Nice. Mm-hmm. You guys have the hustle and drive. I'm impressed yeah. always with that in you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why we are like this, but I'm kind of glad that it's me. I mean, I definitely don't know all the signs backwards and forwards, but I'm very proud to be a Capricorn, you know? I know there's a lot we all have to work on as Capricorns because we're interesting folks just like everyone else. But um, yeah, I think work ethic is such a huge part of who I am and how I identify and how I keep moving forward in not only my career, but as my individual self. I mean, I don't know. I just feel so grateful that I was born into this tribe. Mm. And you guys are earthy. Like it's, I do feel like you're You're one of the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just literally finished the shoot with this new TikToker and my, my friend was assisting me and it was all over and I like, wasn't, I, I came in in heels. I didn't bring my flip flops. So I just walked out barefoot and they were just like, girl, you're really going to walk out barefoot. I was like, yeah, girl, A, I'm from the country. B, if Britney Spears can walk to the gas station barefoot. So can I. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Period. I mean, I just, yeah, I love the earth. I mean, I, I think, you know, for part of my life, especially when I identified as a gay male and was feeling very that fantasy, uh, I tried to be like, no, I don't like earth and I want like RV campers and I want to be very that. Um, but luckily my lesbian sister took me on a camping trip with her wife and reinstated the fact that that's not who I am. I was just living in LA and getting brainwashed out here. And, you know, it's been amazing to, to reconnect with mother earth, especially mm-hmm. during Corona, you know, it mm-hmm. gave me time to go to the beach which is like, why do you pay all the money to live in LA and then you don't go to the beach? I don't understand. Like, yeah. what? you're like literally missing out on free spiritual healing. So it's yes. amazing to go to the beach, to reconnect. You know, my sister and her wife and I, we just went to Colorado and had an amazing time out there and in the mountains. And so, yeah, I love earth. I, I definitely, you know, think that that is so important for not only me, but again, for everyone, like we really do got to go outside and, you know, experience the sun and the rain. Earth is part of healing for sure. Oh, it's so healing. And I've been wanting to go to the beach lately. So that's very synchronistic for you to say that. And I'm taking it as my extra sun. I'm going to get my ass there. As I'd say, I'm going today to Malibu. I'm so excited. Amazing. Such good vibes. Yeah. Okay. But also you guys like, um, she's crying like mother earth. She's, she is hurting. Cause she, when you said going out in the sun and the rain, I was thinking how in California we have a major polluted. drought. We don't yeah. have the rain we need, but yet the mm-hmm. East is flooding. People mm-hmm. are dying from floods, which sounds so medieval, but it's happening not even in the third world, like in, you know, fucking Germany, which is a rich country. Do you think like, how do you think magic helps this or what what on our okay i'm not even going to say what on our end because i do kind of hate how capitalism blames the consumer when Mm. it's like no bitch stop having factories and like jets shipping things back and forth with two-day shipping okay but what do you think about (laughs) the state of mother earth well i think like you said she's definitely very sad 
Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be talking about sustainability. Obviously, as a drag queen, yeah. you know, we hear this word a lot in the fashion industry, which is amazing to see these people starting to realize how much, you know, fashion is killing the earth. But it's everywhere. I mean, the food we eat is killing the earth. Like eating fish is killing our oceans. Mm-hmm. And I love fish. I can't imagine <laughs> not having a little fried catfish or like, I mean, I love it. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to, as a society, decide what's more important, you know, keeping the place where we live alive or having this fried catfish. So, you know, I think really the most important thing here is education. I think magic absolutely is going to help, um, but we can't really have a magical turning point until we educate more individuals and get the collective consciousness on the same level. So um, that's, I think, what we need to be doing. And I'm so grateful to see, you know, so many documentaries on Netflix that are mm-hmm. easily clickable and digestible for individuals who don't want to read like myself. I'm not really a big reader. So I'm really grateful that there are visual storytellings mm-hmm. on Netflix. So, you know, go educate yourself, kids, if you're listening. Although I have a feeling your listeners are pretty well, pretty well versed on the universe. I mean, I think anyone oh, yeah. has to be in tune with her. So we, we yeah. all know that she's sad. And I think we all yeah. are trying to do our parts and paper straws and metal straws and all those things yes. that we yes. can make, you know, don't eat Chick-fil-A. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to do all those things, but like you said, a huge part of it isn't the consumer. It's what we're being fed and the media and things of that nature. So let's hope more individuals, both platforms will come forward. Yes. We'll send this message out because we really are going to have to do something. I mean, if I'm sure you guys know Greta, you know, the incredible activist. Oh, yeah. um, so it's like, she's like what 14 15 it's insane I'm so it's inspired so young, by her. and it's like the things that she's saying are well shocking truly I mean basically it's like if we don't do something about this in eight years it's irreversible and we're fucked can yeah. I say that I'm sorry yes of I course yes, please. we're fucked we're so fucked. you know um <laughs> I just hope I really do hope that also our government's gonna step in on that I mean I'm pretty sure Biden had some of that on his campaign mm-hmm. I mean we all know how they are with their campaigns they say a million yes, things yeah so I won't hold my breath, but I'm going to continue doing my part as an activist and, you know, as someone who works in cannabis and like I said, in the drag world and fashion, both in those industries, the companies that I'm working with are well aware of their carbon footprint and are trying to do something about it. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's all we can do is each do our little part and that does add up. And I love how the main billionaire like that has these big factories, it just left the earth. It's like, no, bitch, you come back here. You come back here and you fix what you've done. Right. Oh, well, and it's like you said, the collective consciousness, because currently it's very obvious that the collective conscious likes violence, pain, suffering, mm-hmm. poverty, hunger. Those things are happening and, and killing the earth. Those things are happening because the collective unconscious is in that place. Well, if, a lot of people are complacent too. It's like too much work for them to care. Yeah. Which is the saddest part, I think. But I think more people are starting to care. People but are it, waking up. It's crazy that what's already transpired, you know, fires, floods, viruses is not mm. enough to wake everyone up. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, but I think our art is part of the magic too, because like, well, having a pla- having platforms talking about this stuff, mm-hmm. um, not, not like, you know, promo selling like environmentalism, but actually just living it and being a figure to people living those truths. But I hope that adds up to the collective consciousness waking up. Right. I think it will. I think, you know, the more we live our truth and we encourage our friends to live their truth and try to educate others, the closer we get to that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a process. And I just pray I that we can do it quick enough. Like, yes. like I said, I think Greta said we have like eight years. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm an Aries moon. So I'm like so impatient. <laughs> I feel that. Save it now. Right. <laughs> okay. I think it's time for your reading. Unless Is we it? that. Yeah. My dog just woke up. Oh, oh. look at those ears. Yeah. Oh. Who is oh, this? This is Little Dabbers. 
Hi, little dabbers. It's definitely magic. I mean, how, how did you find her? How did you, she come into your life? Oh my gosh, it's such a long story, but basically it was like uh, my manager's brother's coworker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she has so many magical powers and she heals me. And so I had to <sighs> give her her little cameo. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. Her hair is gorgeous. If, if you're on Patreon, you're seeing her hair. Yes, and her little tail. Uh, it was green, but it's faded out. We got to go <laughs> re-dyed. It matched the curtains, of course. <laughs> That's awesome, of course. Does the tail match the curtains? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one deck that I want to pull from for you is this, the Rebel deck. Ooh, very Ooh. mean. Oh, she, like... She a bitch. This deck is a bitch. But I was and like, I was feeling, I was feeling called to the Isis deck for you. Okay, so let's do also both. Very powerful priestess. Let's do okay. two two cards. Yeah. Um, for the triple threat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Double pull. Um, do you have anything on your heart or mind, Laganja, specifically, or would you like a general? And you can I feel like I'm, in, I'm in such a good place in life right now that I'm like, no, there's nothing specific. I'm, I'm just trying to be happy every day, and I am. Yes. So it's like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think maybe a general is good. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Love Normally that. I would be like, well, actually, I'm struggling with this, or I need <laughs> to call in money, or blah, blah, blah. but no, today I'm like, no, I'm feeling really great. Like, what's up? Fuck okay. yeah. So we'll just ask what you need to know right now. What your guides exactly. want you to know. Let's breathe. I was seeing you saying like, cheers bitches and like having champagne. So I feel I, like you need to like celebrate today or something when you're in Malibu. Yes. And I, I, and I heard in a Britney voice, you better breathe, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a, maybe a slowdown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've got your card from this deck. Okay. Let's see what Leah pulls. Mm. Okay. <gasps> Love. Yay, is that my next thing? This is insane. It says, get some, give some. It will cheer your ass up. And this deck is a bitch. Like I've never seen a nice card. This is like a really nice card. <laughs> Yay. So like you said, you're, you're doing good. Just lo keep loving on. Okay. Mm. Love that. And then I pulled from the Isis deck, Serpent of Fire. This card so, is so good. I get this, this card all the time. This is like a rising star card. This is okay. like a creative rising star card. Yes. Okay. Go. This is what it says. Do not assess your current ability based on past standards as they no longer apply to you. You are stronger than yesterday. It doesn't say that, I added it. You are stronger it says you are stronger and more powerful now than you have been before. You need to learn afresh what you are capable of and Isis helps you now. Yes. That card to a great reading. Yeah. Ah, it's love like, it. you're good. Find and enjoy love. Keep loving and you're rising up. You're getting bigger and better than ever. Yes. 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 We love all of that. Thank you for the affirmations and confirmations. Yes, oh, yes of course. Well, it's your energy. Like you said, you're, you're good right now. Yeah. I, I, I am so impressed by your energy that the rebel deck, the bitchiest deck, like <laughs> just was like love. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So and in amazing. closing, no, wait, not yet. We need to tell people where to find you, even though everyone already knows, but of where course. do you want them to go? So you can find me on all platforms at Laganja Astranja. Um, I highly recommend checking out my YouTube. I've been on there for nine years. So there is hours and hours of content. If you're looking for recommendations, I would say Up in Smoke, which is a play that I created during Corona and starred my four best friends. It's an original play that I wrote and starred in and choreographed. 
Um, so definitely check that out on my YouTube. Um, also, you can find me on Patreon, backslash Laganja Astranja, our Muse Me, which is an incredible series that you can also watch on my YouTube for free for season one uh, with my best friend, Robert Heyman, who's an incredible witch in his own right, um, who does my makeup, my styling, my hair, the wardrobe, the photography, he does it all. So that is on our Patreon exclusively now, season two. It's only $5 a month. So definitely check that out. I'm also on TikTok and that's the only platform where my name's a little different, the only Laganja Astranja because I'm an older bitch and I took a second <laughs> to get to that platform but someone took my name. Um, so yeah, that's the handles. You can find me there, slide into my DMs. I try to reply to everyone that I can, um, you know, and, wow. and connect. Incredible. Um, well, in closing, we like to do a basic blessing. This is something we're each grateful for today. Any of us can start. Mine is I'm grateful for the, the organizers who make activist groups, especially those working on uh, taking people out of incarceration for marijuana charges. I'm grateful those groups exist. Hell yeah. I am so grateful for all of my limbs and everything in my body that works without me giving it a single thought. Um, and I'm going to take my beautiful body on a run today, get some nature healing, and I'm grateful for that. Wow. Well, I got really emotional when y'all asked me this one. Oh. I was going to say, I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful <sighs> that I love me and that I feel good and that yes. I can spread this positivity and I'm just... I'm grateful for myself. And I think it's taken a long time to like really be able to say that and mean that. Yeah. I think it's someone who just like has been owning her trans truth. It's very powerful. And, and I'm just grateful that I'm brave enough to live me. Oh, I have chills. And so many people, including myself are grateful for you doing that. And like you said, all our predecessors in the LGBTQIA plus, especially colored people who made those rights. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, Laganja. Love, 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 love. You're so welcome. Thanks uh, for having witches. Yes, witch! <laughs> Thank you so much.